0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yes. How? Oh, it's still the Chinese New Year celebrations, right? 15 it days, is. right?
1: It is. It's 15 days, yeah. So, how does that trickle down into your everyday life? Eh? Actually, some I think a lot of people are only starting to work today. Mm. Like going back to the office today. Mm. Like yesterday was a declared. Uh, most most people like didn't work yesterday. Like I think.
0: Yeah, that's what I found out over the weekend. Also, mm.
1: uh, as in it's it's they took leave or it's just company no the office. Yeah, office. is oh, closed. really? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Because uh, I think there's like specific days that are more lucky to to start work lah. it? Basically, yeah. This thing called Based Kai on what? Like the date or something. It's on the star signs and everything, lah. You know.
0: But I've never heard stuff. that before for CNY coming going back to work or, or is it because it's over the weekend kind of thing?
1: Mm, no, it's always usually a specific day that that whatever they calculate that it's the best to start work la. What is it? Mm, wow, it's a cultural thing, cultural thing. Uh, yeah. My religion huh? don't don't offend me. But your religion or your culture? I'm, I'm joking lah. La. Oh, yeah. oh, I see, I see, I see. I'm saying people take it people take it quite seriously lah. Like they will literally like let's say like. I think some people, like yesterday, was a better day to start work for them specifically. Mm. Mm. Then they would, I think they would do things like have a, have a, just a call, la, a Zoom call. And then, oh, morning, everyone. Uh, after that, they're done. They're oh, done yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, it's called Easter Easter, just for that. La. I guess maybe it takes, uh, after
0: a long weekend, it's always hard to re acclimatize a bit. La. Yeah, I think after Chinese New Year, is always yeah.
1: tough. Chinese New Year is a very busy period. Yeah.
0: Even for me, Tuesdays, normally I'm vegetarian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, I ate leftovers at home. I ate pork and chicken. Oh, is it? And I only realised in the afternoon. What happened? Like I you... forgot. I thought it was a Monday. Huh? I thought it was a Monday.
1: I thought it meant a lot to you to not eat. eat. I mean, it means a <laughs> lot. <laughs> Echoing but what you always say. <laughs> <laughs> it means a lot to... No, but then,
0: after that, yeah. when I found out, I was like, oh shit, okay lah, no more meat for the rest of the day. Oh, okay. And I also had a stomach egg, so
1: I don't know whether it's, it's related lah. Uh, I probably was at least recounting this story of you not eating meat on Tuesdays to at least one person over this Chinese New Year. Break. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, eh? mm, just talking about general irritating social behaviours, <laughs> I suppose.
0: Very positive Chinese New Year. <laughs> ah. Very positive Do Chinese You know what Chinese New Year is about? It's
1: to gather and talk about the things that irritate you in the past year. Oh, you know, yeah, i am actually
0: yeah. touched that like you talked to me about, uh, talked about me to your family and all. Means I'm, that I occupy a space in your brain. Yeah, like.
1: At least I'm honest about it also. Uh, I'll tell you afterwards uh, like that. Oh yeah, I complained about you, you know. To this I'm, I'm Usually like that. People think, they say that I, I gossip. But it's not gossip if you, are uh, after that you tell turn around and tell the person, oh, I spoke about you. But yes, for a so. moment of time, it's still gossip. For, like. yeah, short moment, uh, yeah, for yeah, a short yeah, moment. For a short moment. So you got to give it a grace period. Like, one, so that if I didn't bring up
0: that the fact that I ate the vegetarian food, uh, non-vegetarian food yesterday, would you have told me? It will have come in conversation, like, I'm sure. Somehow. When, like a few months down the road. Every week, we we at
1: least talk about it once, right? Every <laughs> week.
0: <laughs> That's true. Oh, one thing peculiar I saw happen over Chinese New Year was on Saturday. I went to IKEA with my wife. Yes, and there were a number of like groups of families there mm. who either seem like they came from visiting or went visiting, possibly, or, or yeah. going visiting after. Yeah, yeah. Are you aware of that phenomenon?
1: Uh, yes, and it's. I think it's like counter-programming of a Chinese New Year. Uh. Like, Shake Shack was open over mm. Chinese New Year. It was packed to the brim. Yeah. Like, and not just in minorities, but the same as you, like, like me Chinese people who are a bit sick of eating Chinese food already. And they go and uh. move down a burger, you know? Just like a breather almost. Yeah, like. yeah, almost. Yeah. Like. And, then, and then the good thing is that because everything else is closed mm. in the mall, so there's really nothing else to do other than just sit there and eat. Like. And yeah. it's not so crowded. Because like,
0: right? I bumped into an ex-colleague and I said, wh- why are you here? She said, oh, every Chinese, you know, her and her husband will come to CNY. Oh, yeah, to come to Come to I- IKEA yeah. uh, on CNY. Mm. Then, I mean, by by then her queue, she had to pay and you know, also I couldn't ask her more. But oh, yes, yes. I my what I imagine is if I had to hypothesize, it is maybe they don't live in the East. And mm. if they're going to the East to visit oh, family yes, yes. and all. It's like when else to go to IKEA, e- and e- the Japanese food. Thing. Yeah, the food can be. I mean, eat, dining at IKEA is also an experience, you know. Yeah, yeah. So okay la, quite interesting. Like then I also saw, f- like a three generation family taking a photo in one of the IKEA living rooms. Mm. Then I was thinking, oh, oh shit, is this like 40 chairs? You know, they say they can't come visit because you're at someone else's house, but they're just chilling like, at <laughs> yeah, IKEA. It's a fake someone house. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> then I was like, oh shit, that's interesting. But yeah, la. it was it was still nice. It wasn't as
1: crowded as the past few years, according to my ex colleague. Yeah, I like, mean. I think uh, this Chinese New Year is interesting. Uh, for me, I, I, this is the first time celebrating since the start of the pandemic. Like, yeah. right? And I think actually for a lot of people, it's the same. So last year was yeah. definitely not as big as, as usual, right? Mm. Uh, but because people haven't celebrated for, for so long, uh, I mean, literally, it's like almost 3-4 years already, like, right? Mm. Uh, I, I feel that generally, people are less pressured to have to follow all the typical traditions that yeah. come with Chinese New Year and that um there's this realization and because three years is a long time and some people might be older or even have passed on and everything like right yeah, yeah. uh people realize like um yeah you know we this current generation of singaporeans we all have much smaller families mm. so those big family gatherings that we used to think about as what chinese union meant to us right uh don't really exist anymore mm. they exist exist in smaller pockets or like what you said about the family at IKEA, they are creating their own traditions really, like mm-hmm. for their family, you know, and not for anyone else, not for the big extended family with a big party and you know. all. Yeah. So they do stuff that is like, they're part of their family tradition, but it's very out there, like, it's, it's different things. Like, yeah. yeah,
0: And also I think, you know, like how the pandemic and all the working from home have changed people's pers- perspe- perspectives on work, right? Yeah. I think also socially, Mm. It's almost you can walk from home. Then you celebrate from home, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would correct, imagine because I also spoke to uh, a, a family friend who said, like his grand aunt, uh, since the pandemic, has now the number of visitors they want to the house is also less. Feel, yeah, you see, yeah. just just no, no need everybody come, just yeah. come right? and whereas last
1: time it used to be like a huge, huge uh, yeah. visit la. and you feel pressured to be there because yeah. everyone else is there, but now you're like. Well, you go there, it's a, I mean, it's a super spreader event lah, right? <laughs> <laughs> super spreader event <laughs> and, and All these Chinese <laughs> year parties and all the old people and everything. That's true lah.
0: But, but can you imagine if like 10 years down the road, there's just no gatherings? Correct, correct. No, mais, there, it's, a,
1: it's a reality. It's uh-huh. a reality that we have to get used to la, that, Uh I also have to explain to my kid, You know, he's meeting a lot of relatives for the first time or even maybe only second time. Mm. Uh, I have to explain, yeah la, it's it's... Uh, these are your relatives that you don't see very often, but yeah, they are your relatives, your family and all Mm -hmm. that. So it is something that our generation, remember we went from like families of like 20 Mm. to down to two because of the stop at two thing. And mm. now, one or none, you know. Mm. Uh, very rarely, we see two or three, you know. Uh, okay, three, three I think or three or four is rare. Yeah, three or four yeah. is very rare. Two is probably the most common. Or but usually, zero to two. La. But
0: as with most things, there might be a cycle. La. You know, our generation, it tapers off, tapers off. Then people realize, eh, fuck, man. We need to have bigger parties. Then it goes back, like, so in two decades, mm-hmm. it'll be
1: back to, like, big-ass gatherings. But like. different kind of parties already, la, I'm saying. Vision Pro, It'll uh, maybe Vision Pro. But I think the dynamic is more like friends, you know. Mm friends that you, you grew up with like my 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 kid now grows up with uh he's growing up he's quite close to all his friends in school i say close in the sense that they hang out weekends we hang out with the parents and they hang out together weekends mm. i don't think last time in, in primary school or, yeah, that's or, true. or kindergarten my parents would bother to arrange like for me to meet up with my classmates and all that's that. true that's true but now we actively do that because you know we're making up for the lack of this extended family network right?
0: that's true eh?
1: yeah yeah oh. so um the other thing i want to ask do you find uh, I mean, you attended a couple of these Chinese New Year mm. thingies. La. Were, were the questions that you got annoying or anything? Like, no. No, nobody. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I also found that generally people, a bit more kind in their interactions. None of the very, like, you know, uh, asking stupid questions kind of thing. La. Yeah. yeah, I think that one Chinese year has never really happened because, I mean, it's not
0: my festivity. So, sure, if sure, anything, sure. I'm visiting friends, not family. Mm. Diwali, my extended family in Singapore is not the biggest that's where I can imagine the friends get awkward, uh, oh, questions, the questions get awkward. awkward, awkward. Yeah, I mean, yeah. My friends do not going to ask me like awkward questions or anything. Like, I uh, really. I mean di- different kind of awkward <laughs> questions. <laughs> like, Unless I'm there. Yeah, that's well,
1: Also Tuesday, how are you, you going to do? How are you going to eat today? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, la. yeah la. But it was still nice. La. It was chill. It was chill. Mm. mm yeah. yeah. Except unless you were MBS for the drone show, la, Then it was. That was
0: a fucking show. crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was madness. Yeah. So I,
1: I also take a step back. I'm not going to say that it was more a more chill Chinese New Year for everyone. because I think some people are legit stressed out at mm-hmm. that event, like crying and stuff,
0: lah. But that one also is like more an event as opposed to like the CNY family festivities, lah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, uh, yeah. I'm just saying, people, you 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 would think that. Uh, large groups of people congregating together mm. uh, wouldn't be so common uh, but that one was uh, exceptional. Plus also because of the rain la, right? it poured the downpour forced people to yeah. squeeze in MBS and oh, all some of the pictures are yeah. crazy. It's yeah. like almost it day one level of crowding uh, right? <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. Dangerous. Yeah.
0: Dangerous. That's why I think now they have rescheduled some of the next few drone shows. Yeah. Uh but yeah la, like a uh, weekend that just went by la, went by.
1: Yeah. I think someone was saying we were talking about how January felt very long. Or at least for me, like, it felt very long. But February is like, we're already halfway through it really, <laughs> already. Through already. <laughs> Just Plus in the, the blink of a night. And all. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, and I mean, like, uh, conversely, there were also other things happening around the world mm. this weekend, mm, 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 mm. some of which were not as festive, mm. uh, which we will get into. We should yes. get into our first topic is, is related to that. Yeah. Uh, but before that, Terence, what's our
1: spiel? Uh, well, if you're new to this podcast, uh, Happy New Year. Uh, but also, please do follow or subscribe uh, if you like what you're hearing. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of new comments on, on YouTube that cannot stand our monotone voices oh, yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about things. Yeah. Uh, but welcome. I'm glad you took the time of your day to stop by <laughs> our YouTube channel and make that comment. That warms my heart to know that we we have that real estate in your brain also, like. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, okay, like monotone voice. You have been the traditionally monotone mm-hmm. voice, like, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, one monotone, like, two monotone voices. Yeah, yeah. They called you the out, man. Fuck, man. Because you were you had sore throat or something oh, recently, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: And little do they know. Little <laughs> do they know. That the was Mercurial, temporary, on here, yeah. The temporary. Real
1: renter. I'm back. Yeah, right. The I was gonna say Ronaldo, but I passed already. Yeah, that's the right. The Bellingham of Bellingham renting. Man. Bellingham.
0: Oh, and uh, if you uh, want to work with us in any way, uh, right now we've been getting people emailing us for internships, please keep them coming. Yep. Uh, or if you want to work with us, you're a brand, just, just uh, email us at contactadministryoffunny.com. Mm. Sweet!
1: But All yeah. right. so what is our first big topic?
0: Uh, our first big topic is uh, the, the news that uh, the police, Singapore Police Force, is actually investigating a couple of events relating to the Israel Hamas war mm. uh, that happened on February 2nd. Yep. and also a cautionary warning mm. against protesting against, uh, at the Singapore Air show, which is happening mm. in uh, uh, soon. yeah, soon. so so basically, there was a media press statement, a uh, media reply for events uh, issued by the Singapore police force on 13th February. Mm. Uh, so yesterday, um, basically on 2nd February, there was a gathering of about 70 plus people around the istana uh, where they they walked uh, and delivered letters for Palestine or wanted to develop the, the letters. Um, and they were just showing like solidarity against the, uh, uh, for Palestine. Mm. And they also carried umbrellas with watermelon mm. images mm-hmm. uh, to showcase their cause. Uh, later on in that day, there was a private event where a video uh, was taken and shared online that showed like uh, someone up on stage leading chants, um, like that include the phrases from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Mm, mm. Uh, and again, another show of public support for Palestine. Mm. Um, and then there was um something, something about calls to protest at the Singapore Air Show. I haven't found much news or concrete stuff about what or who was calling, mm. but that has now sparked off like uh, some debate online. Even jo- Josephine Teo posted on Facebook saying that it's tough to watch this from afar, but we need to protect the peace and harmony in Singapore. Because yeah. it was last October that uh, it was announced that all applications for public rallies or protests relating to Israel, Hamas, uh, Palestine, will be rejected. Mm. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is also off the back of the recent onslaught on uh, places like Rafa mm. in uh, mm. in Gaza, right? Yeah. That have been bombed again, more deaths coming out. Not to yeah. bombed again, I think this is the first time. Uh, or, or like a concentration of bombing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with all that, like, um, yeah, so, so that's what happened. But what made you want to talk about this? Uh,
1: um, I guess it's a, uh, There's some question marks about uh, how much jurisdiction the police has over some of these events, right? Mm. I think one about the marching with the umbrellas and delivering letters, that's being equated to a public assembly by the Mm. police. Uh, But the other one about the private event and the people chanting at a private event. Uh, If it's a private event, um, yeah, is there an issue with that, right? A private Mm. event, Private gathering of individuals who are interested to talk or listen to a topic mm. um, should that be made an issue la, out of it because mm-hmm. otherwise uh, as the general public, we wouldn't actually have heard of anything like this la, right yeah yeah the the marching one I can see okay, people see it in public and everything, but the private event, yeah, it is a uh, in an enclosed space la, it's really a private event la.
0: yeah, yeah, um so basically what the police said because yeah. For the public one, uh, it might be an offence mm. under Section 151 of the Public Order Act in 2009 mm. uh, for organising a public rally without a public assembly without a permit. Mm. Uh, and also near its cause is near the Istana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when basically when they announced last year that all permits for uh, public assemblies about this cause will be denied, in some way it is making it illegal. Then the second one, um, using the phrases like that, even though it's a private event, it may be an offense under Section 298A of the Penal Code 1871, which Mm. basically is about like um, the the, the terms and the the use of those phrases. Mm -mm -mm -mm. So, this is what you said. I never thought about it that way that, okay, that is a private event, Mm. but it there were complaints from the public because the video was shared online. Mm-mm. So all this, I think, stems from the fact that in both cases, there were complaints from the public. La, yeah, yeah. About this. And I guess the police has to investigate. Yeah. We don't know the outcome. Maybe it might be the end of it. It's like, okay, this is a private event. We can't control what happens in a private event.
1: But then again, remember back in the day, like uh, in nightclubs like Zook and you know, all, uh, people get arrested for, for shouting gang slogans and things like that, even while like, just singing along to music and, and chanting gang slogans. Uh. Mm. So you could argue that those are also in private spaces and all that, right? Yeah. Uh but yeah, we knew people would get arrested. Were you ever there when some
0: people got arrested? Uh
1: no, but you can read it in the papers and uh. hear from people and, and things like that. And then, you know, I think in Zo there's very there are literally signs inside telling people not to chant these gang slogans that cause you could get in trouble. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
0: like at first I was thinking, okay, like Sure, Should sure, sure. the police have jurisdiction about like private events to the extent that, let's say even if I host you and a few other people at my house, mm-hmm. and then we start chanting whatever, yeah. are we liable for being arrested lah? La? Mm, right. yeah. So in this case, like at events also sometimes we say, you know, this is under Chatham House rules and all, no mm. videos and all, yeah. but this is when the video was taken mm. and it almost felt like, okay, they want to get the message out lah. Mm assuming because the account that was uploaded was some it wasn't someone's account it's one of those data accounts that uploaded it yeah uh then wake up
1: singapore shared it mm-hmm.
0: so i guess once you upload it public then it becomes an
1: o- offense yeah yeah once it's recorded and put out there i guess yeah then there's a record of things being said or chanted at the event, right? Yeah, yeah. But it does look quite heated, like, right, when you when you look at the video, just as a lay person. Mm. Uh, it looks quite, quite charged. charged. Right. Yeah. And um you see the comments also. Um yeah, basically a lot of people in support and wishing that they could be there also at the event. Right? Yeah. I mean two sides like I think on Reddit it was more like hey, these people got so much energy, go and fight in Gaza
0: <laughs> then I was thinking, okay, um people can have their different opinions but like do you you know the last time we covered this, we were talking about how, okay, maybe having something like this publicly, it could be, it could be polarizing, it could set off things, right? Mm. But then you see this, do you think it's also like there's power in these kind of things? Like it can affect change? It can do shit? Uh,
1: you're talking about the public assembly with the yeah. umbrellas and all that, delivering yeah. letters. Actually, you know why the, um, the watermelon is a symbol of Palestine? Uh, because they can't actually use the flag and they can't actually display the flag. Mm. per se. I think it was back in the day when, when I think uh, I don't know whether it was in Gaza or other parts of West Bank that were controlled by Israel, but mm. they were not allowed to to have the Palestine flag. Yeah, in flown, 1967 like. during yeah. the Six Day War. After the Six Day War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people used these um, uh, watermelon symbols in, in place of that. Right. And you know why it's the watermelon symbol? Right? Colors. Right? Yeah, Palestine flag. Palestine flag. I was like, oh shit.
0: Um, I didn't know that. Mm. Um, but yeah, going back to this thing about having the assembly, I mean, is this something you feel like, wow, they shouldn't do this? Or like, it's still for a cause? I, I, I don't know. I, I mean,
1: there's a very strong threat of um, giving voice to the oppressed, right? Uh, to, mm. in in a lot of the rhetoric and a lot of the uh, material that, that is out there from from this group, right? Mm. Um, like, as oppressed people, you know, let's, we, uh, I think oppressed people, of the world saw so uniting against larger authorities and the powers and all. So there is a very, um, there is a very clear act of defiance, right? That is mm. that's happening when 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 people do this. So I think they want it. I think that's exactly the the kind of response that they want, right? For mm. so there to be public attention for. For you know, the police to actually make a, have to make a statement about it, and for people to actually notice it, like right? Yeah. yeah. So um, I think it has it has gotten the effect that they wanted. Um, but you're asking good in the sense of what does it like make the person actually sympathize with the cause more? Is it? I mean, in different
0: ways because I know like when the thing the the ban came out on mm. these kind of things, I think I was more of line like, okay, it, you know, it's a good thing. Mm. Because these kind of things can get very heated. Yeah. It might not be the most constructive. Yeah. But then, like, after this, you know, like, after this happened, we're talking about it. Mm. You know, there's a bit more renewed focus on the whole horrors of Israel and Gaza now. Mm. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I was thinking, wait, is this, is it, like, like what you say, is it working? Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, it, what you said about the theme of defiance, right, it's almost like, if there's a protest that is almost so legal, right, mm it's less of a protest, you know? Yeah. Just the yeah. optics of it, right? Yeah. So in this case, yeah, it probably, they, they could probably foresee this. Mm. And in fact, in some way, you get Joe Teo posting about it, it's catching the attention of the authorities, mm. which is exactly what they wanted. Mm. Then it feels like, oh, is this yeah, like like what you say, is it working mm. w- it, like with them
1: mm. Like, mm. In, a, in a way that they wanted? Yeah. And I think, uh, if anything, from what I'm seeing of responses to the pictures and, and comments and all are there people are saying that this will hopefully galvanize others to who are maybe not say on the fence but maybe fearful of speaking their mind to actually be more vocal about it. Lah. Uh, and I think the example that the police brought up was at the upcoming air show, Singapore air show, mm. where there will be a Israeli presence there, lah, right? Mm. Uh, what what specifically is the organization? Uh, really... It's
0: the Israeli Aeronautics Institute. Yeah. Yeah. the IAI yeah
1: and it's really weapons systems used by the military like, right
0: israel aerospace industries
1: yeah, sorry yeah, yeah. yeah and they they're really going to showcase weapons uh used by the military or sold to the military or something like right yeah so it's a very clear like you know its association with uh the 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 war effort like, of of israel so yeah. uh maybe the point of these protests that they think is uh, they're, they're, they're thinking of and although now it's just umbrellas and watermelons and and dropping off letters and you know things like that the point is to yeah to try and get people to see hey you know maybe you know there are other people like you if you're on the fence about these things mm. there are other people who are, are willing and there to voice out and things like that that's why uh, you should do it too of course, of course that's that's my take on what their intentions are la, right mm. uh, but I think yeah the point is to show that hey you know nothing to be scared of la. Yeah. Um Nothing but Yeah. But you know, uh the police the police coming down on it like might it might be a double edged sword for them, like if that's the intention. Mm. because it might it might make people a bit more you know, double take on whether they should participate or anything like this. Like. Yeah. Or if so this now the police
0: also a bit tricky, right? Because yeah. investigations are ongoing. If they don't clamp down hard, mm. is it gonna make other people feel like, hey, really, it's like not, you get publicity yeah. with no real negative consequence. Mm. Hey, if you clamp down hard, it bleeds into the whole, this is being oppressed. Yeah. So yeah. it feels like, oh, shit. Um, but like what you said about bringing attention to certain things, like literally the Singapore Air Show uh, is going to have IAI. And if you go mm. to the IA- IAI website, right, under like their media and press events, um, yeah, they're going to have a booth mm. um, to learn about the wide range of solutions IAI has to offer. Looking forward to meeting you. And then they go to the IAI Solutions Naval Camp Combat Suite. A uh, digital AESA radar, yeah. Thunderbolt, uh, plane, maritime patrol aircraft, naval weapon system. You're just reading it. It feels like oh shit, this is literally things that are probably being used now mm. and it doesn't leave the best taste in the mouth. Yeah. So then it feels like oh shit, if you're going to be at a Singapore Air Show, doesn't that kind of like is that a good thing? I know at least one event last year where in October, where when this this the the whole conflict uh escalated. They actually pulled all the Israeli speakers or representations from Israeli companies. Mm, I think mm. maybe that would have been the companies themselves. Yeah, uh, security reasons. Right, security reasons. So in this case, if you're like, huh, so soon uh, having an IAI booth. Mm, I don't know. Mm, mm. And the only reason I know about this is because of the newspaper article yeah. where there were calls to protest at the air show.
1: Uh, not necessarily protest, but you don't just put oh, yeah. stickers, Putting uh, right? stickers, yeah, like the sticker lady, like the sticker lady oh, reported. Like yeah. like, remember that 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 thing back yeah, then. Yeah. And, and for those too young to remember, yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. basically uh, Samantha Lowe, who we've, we've actually interviewed on a podcast before, mm. the sticker lady artist, um, who created designed these stickers. I think because she was. Irritated with uh Singaporeans who would go to the traffic junction and keep pressing, pounding the button to cross the road, lah, like, right? Mm. And so she would paste this sticker that once is enough already or something. like uh, that. Yeah. You could even argue that it was like a PSA that that you know is just telling people don't need to be so kanchong about life and all that. Like. Yeah, but uh, she got in hot water. She got uh, arrested. And I think ultimately got fined and not sure if she, there was jail time and everything, like. Uh, but yeah, she came out on the other side as the sticker lady, like, You know, sticker lady, correct? Um, commissioned to do art without installations involving stickers. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes yeah the whole Streisand effect thing is true that that, like people like the more they clamp down on it, you know, the more uh yeah more people jump on it and and even give her the, the level of fame that she would never have achieved without that without that clamping down her.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah. Right. Because because like this one, I mean, as much as I think it is a good thing that maybe these kind of things are not encouraged and even clamped down on I see it is somewhat different. Okay, you know recently there was another two activists who bought soup on the Mona Lisa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, it feels like, uh, okay, like what? Destruction, destruction of property. No. And like you have a message that is mm. almost, how you say uh, you are like like damaging something. Like. Mm. Whereas in this one, the peaceful thing, the only thing is around the istana, it is a security issue. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, But not to say that, oh, if you do it in a heartland, it's less of a security issue. In fact, it's more dense, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, man. This kind of thing, I think, I think the, the, the main thing is like, by having this being clamped down by the police, it's bringing more attention to it, which might opens yeah. people's eyes to the issues and maybe what the impact this can kind of have,
1: even mm. though it's illegal. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a peculiar
1: case. Yeah. It's kind of like a pressure cooker kind of situation, right? Yeah. Like, do you, you I mean, you have to just let out little pockets of steam once in a while. Not uh, all the time, but once in a while to just sort of release the pressure a little bit. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you let it keep building up, building up, and keep like trying to close it in, yeah, it's going to end up like backfiring, like, right? Yeah, I mean, even on a human level, right, if
0: you are like keeping all these negative thoughts inside you and all and you don't release it right. Yeah. That's bad, la, you yeah. know, Like how every every few days you complain to someone about me. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Right? It's healthy. It's healthy, it's healthy. Every it's healthy. week every week. Every, every week. week, oh,
0: every okay.
1: week. <laughs> yeah. I just went every Tuesday I'm like, oh the alarm clock comes on complain the No, that one, you really complain to me and Tristan. <laughs> but the
0: people <laughs> behind my back that you complain to oh, yeah, yeah, it's healthy. Yeah, because it's healthy. if you don't complain, yeah, then, then it will bubble up. up. Yeah that's <laughs> right. And uh, I see you're like, hey Terrence, why are you so angry this morning?
1: Revenge eat everything. No yeah yeah, well, yeah it was healthier it's, yeah. it's, it's true it's true i think i think um yeah the police force has a very delicate balancing act here right yeah uh in terms of what they allow and, and don't allow cuz you know you on one hand you you want to show you know clamp down things but uh, clamp down on things that are obviously illegal but on the other hand it's like you know i mean umbrellas and watermelons it's not exactly uh, uh it's not exactly like on the level of the protests that we see in other countries, right? Yeah, but then if you don't, then it undermines
0: the announcement you made last year, where you're like, "This is illegal." You know, yeah. if they don't clamp down.
1: But I think that's where the uh, the the organizers are, uh, you know, in in some sense they're going around, skirting around some of these issues, right? Uh, no, no, no symbols or that directly related to Palestine. Mm. Yeah, no symbols. It's just an umbrella watermelon, yeah, you know, uh, no gatherings, or it's not gathering if it's just, they're just walking along a, a public road, you know, mm. I mean, I'm sure there'll be arguments like that for it like, right, uh, or, or to defend themselves, but, um, yeah. And know? I mean, at the end of the day, if there
0: is a public uh, complaint, or like a mm. public, uh, uh, what you call from the public, or reporting, yeah. the police has to investigate, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, even in the media release, they were very careful to say they may have carried committed an offence under blah, blah, blah. Mm. So it's being investigated. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be an outcome. Yeah, I'm assuming this, if it carries on building, it will also be discussed in parliament. Mm, mm, mm. So yeah, like, this is interesting, like, the, the social phenomenon of this.
1: Yeah, And, and all this takes place also around the... Uh, uh, I'm even seeing like on Shamugam's Mugam's Instagram and everything, mm. he's highlighting some of the... Uh, alleged atrocities going on in gaza la, right you know the small kids uh or rescue workers who are trying to rescue a small kid trapped in a vehicle uh getting killed in the process and things like that also mm. and um so it's like everyone I, I, we're not saying it's complex in the sense that oh it's a very complex geopolitical issue but it's complex in terms of of yeah like wow i mean you have to you, want, you say you want to be on the side of humanity la, right but how do you how do you do that? Like, right? Yeah. At this at this point when you're especially if you're you're um you know, part of a government and everything who has an official stance on on the matter. But you you personally might have something uh, a conflicting view on it or so, or what or so, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: I I mean like of course you'll get the the naysayers who will say, Oh, you know, these people are just jumping on the hype wagon and all. Mm. You'll mm. always get people like that. But I can totally imagine, even like the lay person looking at some of these videos, mm. be it uh, deaths of anyone, of children, mm. regardless of which country, is fucking sad la, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, so, yeah. and uh, people have no place to kind of express their emotions. That's also not good. Mm, mm. So, so yeah la, like these kind of things. Uh, I'm surprised that it's only happened now because it's February. Mm. October the thing was like, and there hasn't been anything since then, right? No mm. protests per se or anything. I mean there was the film festival and things oh, like film that. Festival. Yeah, but yeah. that one also I think was even Shamugam said it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, private events and all that. Like, yeah. yeah. So this one. Wow, interesting to see how this plays
1: out. Like. Yeah. Heating up, heating. up. Heating up, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, but you know, in a in a utopian world, uh Singaporeans will always have a much larger voice. Mm. And in this other iteration of a utopian utopian world, uh, right? One Singaporean has a very large voice, uh, but she being she's been cut out by a lot of other people also, Other uh, mm. players of the of this in this world also. Mm. And who is this person? And what is this world we're talking about? Uh, it is the world of Skull and Bones, which is an upcoming
0: action adventure game developed by Ubisoft Singapore mm. uh, and published by Ubisoft. Mm. Uh,
1: Ubisoft has it been? It's been released already or not yet? This uh, one. I believe this these few days, open, it's been open beta for, it's been, like, op, on beta for, what's the term, uh, Tristan? Early access. Early Sorry. open beta, trying to complicate complicated <laughs> or <of laughs> fucking early access lah, yeah, yeah, ah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Correct, correct, correct. Uh, yeah, correct, yes. <laughs> I like
0: Tristan's uh, no-nonsense tone. Uh. Yeah, 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 correct. <laughs> so, so um, I mean, that whole game has had a slew of controversies. But recently, something that we saw on Reddit, mm. uh, where one of the characters, um, the name of whom slips my mind, yeah, uh, oh, Asna Yatim, mm. uh, is actually voiced by a Singaporean actress, yes. someone who we have worked very closely with before, mm. who was one of the stars of our She's a Terrorist and I Love Her TV series, mm. uh, Keitania Tan. Woohoo! Yeah, so there was a 40-minute video uh, uploaded to YouTube like just showing the gameplay Mm. with one scene where her character speaks. Mm. And there's a Singaporean accent, but it doesn't sound like the most Singaporean. Mm. And on Reddit especially, people were shitting on the accent and saying, what kind of nonsense is this? This is not even Singaporean. Uh, And then she released a TikTok showing the behind the scenes where she actually went to seem like a legit recording studio in Singapore and explain how... Yeah, like as a voiceover actor, you're still having to listen to the director, Mm-mm. So, so yeah, la, Like uh, I know you were excited to talk about this. Yeah. Why, Terence?
1: Uh, I I guess it's a. Uh, this is not the first time this has happened in games. Like mm. years ago, there was the legendary character Bolo Santosi from the game Just Cause Three, mm. where she had a very exaggerated uh Singapore accent and saying word lines like "I am the leader of the revolutionary army known as the Reapers" and things like that, lah. Yeah. Mm. So it caused a lot of uh, people to laugh at the character. She's Singaporean, I believe. It was a Singapore actress, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. But yeah, yeah, it was a Singaporean uh, actress playing the accent la. As in it was a Singaporean character. I guess so, yeah. Ah, okay. But again, it's a fictional world, yeah. Okay. So, uh, this is it again. In a, but it's in a very different scenario where Skull and Bones is a made in Singapore, proudly made in Singapore game la. Mm. At least by the Ubisoft team in Singapore. Yeah. Uh I, I, I think a lot of Singaporean developers and, and people worked on it. Um so Kit- Kitania being cast in the role and, and you know, having pretty pre meaty lines and all. Mm. It's uh I guess it's a good thing, like a good thing for her career, good thing for uh Ubisoft Singapore, good thing for our game ecosystem. Mm. Uh aside I mean, you put aside all the reviews that the game's the game is getting now and the bad press that the game has gotten over the years, like right? Mm. Uh but yeah, yeah, I think it's a good thing. But but what do you think about her accent being uh ridiculed or made fun of in in what you've heard about the game? In fact, maybe we should play a little bit of the accent mm. uh here just so people can hear uh what uh what so many gamers or commenters online are laughing about, that right? Yes. This is uh Ketanya Tan playing the character Asna in the game Skull and Bones. Yep. Uh, Alright, yeah. okay, so let's play this yeah we're going to do it gorilla style and just hold up the laptop to the mic for those people who are
0: oh shit! this is me on high speed shit, <laughs> this is not the slow it down slow it down. <laughs> down slow it down yeah. okay <laughs> we survived the battle and now you arrive to help through the doubt i would say our fortunes on the rise no there's a certain yearning in your eyes i've seen the same glint in others before I'm sure you will steer us true to Saint Anne. To reach Paradise, we must first know the way. So, that's yes. on her. A logbook we retrieved from the wreck. More than ink and parchment, our fates are revealed in layers and often from plain sight. Perhaps this will help you chart your fast forward,
1: friend. Make yourself your- So, that yeah. was her. 100% that was Kitanya. Yeah, yeah that was 100%. If you watch <laughs> the show, you know, she actually appeared on our podcast before also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mean, she's a she's a friend of uh, of the podcast and ministry of funny and all that uh, for sure.
0: So according to like the the some fandom wiki I found online, mm-hmm. uh, she was a Malay pirate who was active during the Indian Ocean uh, in the seventeenth century. Yeah. So so yeah, like ethnicity is meant to be Malay. Yeah. yeah. So when you listen to the accent, Terence, do you feel like singing like "Home" uh, by Kit Chan?
1: Uh, I think the. The thing about Kate is, uh, I think she also has a very international background, right? So her accent, in general, when you speak to her, is quite uh, neutral. Mm. Like I would even call her accent particularly Singaporean day to day, like, right? Mm. But as a voice actress, I guess she can, she can exaggerate certain parts of it, mm. Um, and here, in fact, I find it quite neutral. I don't even find it that Singaporean per se, lah. Mm. Only certain, the certain way she you know, uh, the intonations on certain words, then okay, I, I get where they're going with this slightly Singaporean twang to it. Yeah. So, uh, I, I don't understand the Singaporeans who are, so, who are saying that it's very cringe and all that. I think because it just sounds,
0: like the only time it felt Singaporean to me was yeah. when I listened to it at two times speed. Oh, really? Why? Because that's how I think Singaporeans speak English. Where we, don't,
1: we don't enunciate.
0: We don't enunciate and you yeah. blow the words blended together. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think like if you were to take what I'm saying now and you slow it down to one time speed or yeah. like half time speed, it would maybe sound a bit weird because that's not the way t- people normally speak in Singapore. Lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's where it is. And I mean, she did also clarify and uh, taught me a few things in her TikTok that her direction was to speak in a Singlish accent mm. uh, with an acrolect. Um, uh, uh, pronunciation Mm. lah. i what the fuck is Acrolect? Um, And basically, for any Creole continuum, and Creole is basically like a language that is a blend of different languages. Mm. There's the Acrolect, which is the the highest or most prestigious way of speaking a particular Creole. Mm. And they tend to be like for upper class and more Mm -hmm, educated. mm -hmm. And then there's Basilect, which is the lowest or least prestigious. Mm. And then, in between, there's the Mesolect lah. Mm. So I was like, oh shit. Uh, that's why you know sometimes when some people speak Singaporean, you're like, eh, that's Singaporean but very atas, you know. Uh ah, so yeah. that's acrolect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the street Singlish is basically, like... Yeah. Uh, so where is she? Basically. Where is she going? She where? said what her direction was as a voice actor was to go acrolect. Acrolect, Okay. Yeah. So that's why it is maybe a bit more, you know, that kind of colonial. Uh, people mm-hmm. who grew up in the colonial area, the British, the Queen's English, the Lee Kuan Yu kind of, the you kind, of kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, even then looking at it, I was like, wait, is this really that cringeworthy? Maybe it's because we are not used to hearing the Singapore accent uh, pronounced or enunciated better. Lah.
1: Yeah, I think, no, and I think it's also because we, we've, we it's been beaten to us that we have to be embarrassed of the Singapore accent also. Oh. As opposed to fully embrace it, like just, it's just how we talk and, and uh, yeah, you know, even within how we talk, there's probably a lot of different variations of it. Lah, like what you said, acrolect, basalect and everything, mm-hmm. lah, right? Mm. Uh, but the general blanket thing is like oh, if it's Singaporean, it so it just sounds so cheesy and bad and everything. But do you think she could have like sounded more
0: Singaporean while keeping it acrolect and like uh uh like clear, clearly enunciated? Uh?
1: But I think she makes a point also that remember the game is not just for Singaporeans also, right? Mm. It has to be such that people can actually understand what like gamers from all across the world can understand what she's saying. Yeah. So if we just speak in our normal way, like the Singaporean, where we talk very fast and we don't actually enunciate things properly, like that, right? Yeah, it's very hard for people. to But then understand. when you were
0: working, you were in New York
1: for two years. Yes, yes, yes. So what you had? To, I went acro like full. You went acro yeah. like uh, No, I, I would say that I, I think the, the actually the big point for me was like the first year of university mm. where I went there thinking that I would to assimilate meant that I needed to you know speak with an accent, American accent like specifically, and, and really like and, and do it. And then I realized after a while it's just. Firstly, it got too difficult, right? Mm. And secondly, it kind of, you're kind of like um, taking away the one thing that probably makes you unique compared to everyone else in the classroom. And at that, that point of time, trying to adjust to uh, American style of like class participation was actually a very big leap for me. Mm. Having to be proactively raising my hands and answering questions and all that. It took a lot for me to to overcome that hurdle, right? From mm. my Singapore education system where you could sit in the back of the classroom and nobody would call on you, right? Mm-hmm so over time i learned that yeah if i wanted to be able to use my brain while talking i needed to speak uh like how i normally speak without trying to put on an Uh, an accent so how how would your one darren song i would be i'll be actively trying to speak with an american accent and Uh uh it would just be really unnatural i didn't like it but uh it seemed like i i had no choice or at least i thought i had no choice but yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. It was horrible. And I remember I was taking like a legal studies class where uh. we were presenting, like, they, we would read cases and we had to present to the class what the yeah. case was. Like, a bit like how we do our podcast now, where, oh, this is what this article is yeah. about, present it in like 10 minutes kind of thing. So I remember I would literally be like sweating, like, before I, it was my turn and like my heart would be pounding and all that mm. because I would have to deliver it because I thought I would have to deliver it in that kind of accent and oh. all like, you know? and it was just mm. so difficult and after a while I was just like you know what I'm you know I'm going to just lean into this whole Singaporean thing I, I, I'm a military veteran you know <laughs> I, yeah, I come from a country where we cane people for chewing gum yes yeah. and this is this is how I talk Hello, and all, the, all you have to do what I realized over time, all you have to do is just enunciate and speak a little more slowly, and give people the time to catch up with your accent. Like how Ketanya is speaking in the video, Ketanya is speaking. So actually, mm-hmm. I, I feel that that we we give ourselves too much shit for yeah. how we sound. Uh, in fact, like we if we learn to embrace it a bit more, uh, I think over time people understand this is what a Singapore accent is. And then, I mean, like with everything, oh. la, You know, some people who don't like it, and some people who really like it. Oh, then yeah. you can start like becoming that charming you know, Southeast Asian dude at a party and all that. People <laughs> yeah. come and talk to you. Like.
0: Oh, la. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, That's so love it. yeah. It's so sexy. Yeah, I stopped over in Singapore. I love it. I love uh, it so much. Yeah, because I met you when you were year three and yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. I saw the, the anglo-sized uh, uh, yeah, it Teresa. Was, it was out of me already. Yeah, it, was it was out was of you already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me, when I got there, one very eye-opening thing was because I don't, I, I, I don't think I, have, I went through the phase of wanting to put on an accent. Yeah. And I think it was because just by... Remember I told you before that one big thing was the international orientation mm. and like playing football and all right? Yeah. There's all these people with r- various accents, some of whom can't even speak proper English. Mm. But they they never shied away from it. Exactly, yeah. And I was like, hey, fuck. Like, okay, that guy, like, the of course, some accents are just cool, like from Trinidad and Tobago. Mm. They're like, damn cool. Then like, uh, the, the stereotypically French or European. But, I had one friend from Ecuador, he couldn't speak English. He he never even used the word B. It was little V. Mm, so when you yeah. ask him like how you spell this, you'd be like, oh V V blah, blah, little V. And everyone yeah. was like, oh my god, that's so that's so cute. Then I was like, hey, mm. fuck. But then screw it. I'm just gonna speak uh like the way I spoke. But I went the other extreme. I tried to speak as normal as possible. Mm. So my my close friends, they said the first three months they really had difficulty understanding me. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, you know what? I don't give a shit, you're gonna understand the way I talk. Uh, and I would just go into the room. I'm like, hey, uh, you all want to go eat? They're like, uh, yeah. Then after that, they told me they just this had to do, I what They just heard the word eat. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, But then after that, yeah, I also came to the middle ground of like, as long as you enunciate and you slow down, you don't need to lose your twang. Yeah,
1: right? yeah. And in fact, over time, they realized that, yeah, because you're using the, your vocabulary is, might be even more extensive than theirs. mm they they don't they don't dare to shit on you so much already, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's really and and kind of like it taught me something about public speaking. Also, sometimes speaking slowly gives you a level of uh, authority that people that people don't usually have like, mm. if you just rush through what you're saying, like, right? Mm. So, yeah, th- that's things you, you learn along the way. Like. And I mean, it helped me to get a job there, work in an American company and, and everything. And mm. that's fine. Yeah. It. it was fine. Yeah, for two years and everything it was very, very, it was more than fine. Like, yeah. Suddenly so you got like some CCTV footage, you're like, can I get a pizza slice? <laughs> I love the salami. Uh yeah. uh yeah yeah yeah. I, I won't deny that there was that there was that very confusing phase, uh. phase of my life. Like,
0: so yeah. I mean yeah in this case it's one of those things that at least now like with with this, whether you agree with the accent or not. I mean it's nice to have that on the map lah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. to see
1: yeah, fellow artists, uh actors and all being represented in, you know, global triple A or mm. quadruple A games, mm. as they call it, uh like Skull and Bones, uh, yeah. But the, the whole skull and bones game itself has a uh, the back the backstory of, of the development hell that it's been through is also quite interesting And and what's the TLDR? The TLDR is that um it you know it was announced, it was announced and slated for release multiple times, and it just kept getting delayed, delayed, and multiple uh, reboots or the, you know changing of directions and all that. So like what I understand, it was started out it was meant to be a, a player versus player kind of. Uh, kind of thing and then after that they went to flirt with like the idea of doing a single player narrative and after that they went back to you know some kind of uh, combat arena thing mm. so yeah there's a lot of people who um, what the game was originally that they they were hoping that it would be uh, it has not turned out as such and so it's not uh, something that that a lot of people are looking forward to now and
0: then was there some controversy where they shut down the office no
1: The Ubisoft had some like pretty Pretty serious allegations of uh, mistreatment of employees that they oh. had to deal with in twenty twenty two. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Singapore office wasn't spared either. I think some people lost, like like were cut and everything. Oh, also, they moved. still have a, a physical space in Singapore. They do, like? they do, yeah. But oh, so. I, I think yeah, this this has been in the making for very long, uh, multiple mm. years. Is it hotly? So it's hotly anticipated. Or by now people are just like. Ah, but yeah, God. yeah. By now people because it, there was this game called Assassin's Creed Black Flag, right, Tristan that where it was an Assassin's Creed game. There was, and then they had this uh, pirate or, or like uh, pirate ship elements of the game that were very well received. Uh. Mm-hmm. And people are like, please make a version of a game that ha- takes this element and then Oh, it so this is it's by Ubisoft or so. Totally see? new IP. It's not like yes. a second or third installment. Yes, yes. So I, you, Ubisoft um, said, yo, shit. we shut you and we're going to make this fantastic pirate game where you, you know, can build up, level up from being a, you know, a lowly lowly uh, ship hand and then after that work your way up to be the pirate, the king pirate and everything so they promised that uh, from what I've been reading all that uh, you know hasn't really fulfilled that full expectation so yeah there's a lot of uh, I would say buzz in that sense negative or so positive Mm. and negative I guess it's good for Uh. Kate yeah 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 I'm very happy that her voice is immortalized in that game forever
0: unless when we meet her in person then she speak full acro like I'll be like Kate please Kate, don't give me this nonsense but right.
1: it's a real thing that we we go through on a day-to-day basis like even the most recent uh, narrative series we did right mm. about uh what, what um afterlife support right yeah where we had to kind of like okay let's let's like figure out the voices for each of these characters and we really went to backstories like each of these ghosts, how long have they stayed in singapore you know, have they assimilated the local culture and, and things like that? La. So so yeah. it is this a real debate every time we start a new project, like, right? Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Uh, even like
0: when when like the character I played in our TV show also, yeah. like it was more like, okay, how Singaporean you wanna go? Because if you go full English, the general viewer might not uh, understand. La. Yeah. So you have to strike this balance. La. Yes, yes. And that is what I call the art of acting, yeah, yeah, That's
1: right. Uh, yeah, it's a balance. But it, it also starts from yeah, the direction that is given mm-hmm. also where you kind of just decide on okay this is where we want our characters what our, we want our characters to sound like yeah, yeah, yeah. and sometimes it's yeah like, you also have to take a stretch from reality like, right? you, have to, you have to veer away from what reality is and and okay figure out we want to reach a bigger audience so this is what the characters have to sound like, like. Yeah, yeah
0: and yeah. i mean if anything this is the first step you know the one problem with representation is that if you only have one instance of, say, a Singaporean, everybody thinks a Singaporean speaks that way. Yeah. But then now, in the past few weeks, we have two. We have, you know, this Asna, Yatim, and uh, Showa from Shoah. TikTok. Yeah. People is also it, be like, hey, is that a Singaporean accent? I'm Singaporean, Senator. I'm, I'm Singaporean, Senator. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm <laughs> so then, then you have a range. La. Yeah. Then maybe people then start to realize, hey, Singapore, there's a general accent, but people there also speak differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Diversity. Yeah, it's like in the UK, you know, you've got a Georgie accent. Yeah. Got a Mancunian accent. Yeah, yeah, Singapore yeah. maybe you will have Pongo accent. Sankang. <laughs> Yeshua, <ni> la. yeah. Sankang, <laughs> Tampanese all. Yeah, yeah. But
1: I mean, yeah, la. at least at least So so Kate's if you had to like name kids uh accent, la. like you just said Pongo is What 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 would you call kids accent? Sixth Avenue accent.
0: No, not sixth Avenue. <laughs> it's more like Tanjong Baga. Huh? Tanjong Baga accent. Tanjung Park, oh. Like a real life normal day to day
1: la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I mean, we have, k- ha. we have to send her this clip, Yeah, we we love Kate. And we're yeah. we're saying this with all we love. Park well, k- so k- k- she's a, she's a Tanjung Park accent. You? I would say one north accent, la. She one, one north accent. One north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very mm-hmm. uh it's Singapore, but it's very focused on the the, the global <laughs> world, uh, right, you know, global companies at one north uh, and all like, that thing. But it is a very Singapore thing. Uh, one north, uh, one, one north accent. Ish, right? And it's a part of uh, one north was like the dream of Singapore being a media tech hub, uh, right? Mm. Going on there, so I think Kate's accent is is that uh, the one so north Kate, accent. When you listen to this, yeah, I'm saying Tanjung Baga accent, one north, one north accent, <laughs> yeah,
0: one north accent. And if you're listening, just go to her profile, listen to her voice, and y'all can
1: decide for yourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Sweet. But well, yeah, uh, quite interesting. But what is your one show? uh comment uh
0: my one short comment uh i mean like i'll just i'll just go for something on youtube sure uh it was our on our latest episode parliament debates on singapore reserves and mr coconut shows received in employee disputes yeah about 491 mm. and i mean just someone put a comment that uh in relation to something i was saying about how there's a bit of unease now that you know there's a it feels like that there's general less trust and mm, all that, mm, mm. uh, in in the government and all. And Pierce McLean, 1965, mm. just put something. Why must you feel uneasy when trust of the government, governing party, has been eroded? Mm. Is not the time for the citizens to pause and do some critical thinking. Um, it is moving towards a better team. Do not buy into the narrative that Singapore cannot function with them. Everyone in the stat boards or corporations know that is not true. Even with the changing of guard, life still goes on. Mm. Which I thought was an interesting thing that, hmm. It made me also think, like, huh, why is there unease uh, if there is less trust? I think it's, it's never a good thing if there's no trust in the government. Mm. But full trust is also maybe not the best thing. Like. Yeah. So I just thought this was a, a comment that made me go, like, huh. Mm, that's mm. an interesting way to look at it yeah uh, so yeah so, so cheers for that mm. and what about you Terence
1: uh, mine's from Reddit where actually on Reddit there's a very interesting thread going on uh. Mm. Uh, I think someone talked about why is the amount in reserve such a big debate and it's quite hotly been quite hotly debated on uh, our subreddit itself right mm. Mm, the post was by uh, Income education, No 945 mm. uh, yeah, I mean like right now there's already like 37 comments and we're not talking about like one line comments are talking about like paragraphs and people actually taking the time to write down uh the different things are right. So because I think it's off the back of us talking about the Singapore reserves and it's just really a question on why the size of the reserves uh is even worth debating or worth uh revealing, right? Mm. So yeah, you know, I I'm glad that people are taking on a whole yallabad approach to this topic as well. Yeah man. And and just uh, enjoying Talking to each other in a civil manner about this topic rather than just like short one line comments and all.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty pretty great. Fifty five thousand views of the post already. Mm, mm. Oh oh shit! And we had three point one k Reddit uh members already. Yeah yeah. Oh sick. sweet man. Yeah. Wow. Even wow. As now we're recording, there are fifteen of them online. Oh well, sweet awesome. man. But yeah, cool. Uh, what is your one show thing? Uh, my release? one show thing. I finally started watching Ted Lasso. Ah, okay. And and I fucking love it. Oh, is it? Yeah. Like Ted Lasso is one of those shows, okay, um, I, uh, the premise is interesting. Yeah. It is about this American football coach yeah. of, a, of a college team that gets hired by this Premier League club in uh, London, uh, in yeah. the UK, to coach them. And it stars Jason Sudeikis, mm-hmm. who I love as an actor. Uh, and it is, it is a very uplifting show. But unlike those uplifting shows that's all just happy-happy, it actually goes to very sad places. Uh. Mm. But I've teared up multiple times already. Okay. And I'm almost the end of season one. And I can see why it was so popular. Uh. And, and mm. I think it's a great show. Uh. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's a great Apple episode. TV lah. Like, Apple TV, okay. You and just, every you every episode... to Apple TV, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And every episode is like thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two minutes, oh, nice. and it's getting harder to find a show like that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just need a show that can be like thirty-one, thirty-two great minutes. One. Yeah, yeah. So so it's good lah. Like. It's good. I like it. Oh, it's cool.
1: Yeah, you. Uh mine's also a show. Uh it's it's a reality dating show called Love Deadline. Mm. Uh Japanese. Uh we we'll describe it as a sort of a a mix between Terrace House and Singles Inferno. A very Japanese way. Uh, If you really like Singles Inferno, you actually might not like this particular one. Mm. But I'm suggesting it as a one-shock thing because the the premise is that, yeah, these these, uh, single people come together to try and find love with each other. But the interesting thing is uh, rather than stay in one location and just do challenges in one location, they move from place to place. And the finale of the show actually takes place in Singapore. They oh, come shit. to Singapore for a few days and they resolve everything here in Singapore and go on dates in Singapore. But it's the same premise. You've got a bunch of guys, a bunch of girls. Mm, going on dates, doing things together. I know you said, you told me that day, yeah, you don't think i enjoy it. I don't think you enjoy it. La. But I mean, I finally got to the point where they're in Singapore and I'm like, okay, just because Singapore is part of it, I think uh, it also makes it more interesting. La, for... But can you explain why you think I wouldn't enjoy it? Even I love singles inferno. Exactly, because it's you love... It's not as trashy, is it? Uh... I think *Singles Inferno* it's a very, uh, it's a very, it's a, it's a very made-up world, right, yeah. of these really hot, really well-built, really good-looking Koreans, all hanging out together, on an island that honestly is like, uh, like a castaway kind of mm-hmm. island, but at the same time they have like, I, I'm guessing they have toilets and beds mm-hmm. and all to sleep in tents and all. And then they very artificially are flown every night to go and sleep in a hotel, you know, to, and and spend the night together. Which even as a dating couple, uh, you might not spend the night together in a nice grand hotel like that. So mm. it's very it's putting people in scenarios that they day to day they would not uh, encounter, like right? Mm. Being trapped in an the island, they suddenly spending a night in some expensive hotel with a hot hot uh, significant other and all. Whereas this uh, this other this love deadline is much more. Um, I mean, yeah, they are all put together in a room. But think of it more like a bunch of people on a, on a what do you call it? On a yacht. A yacht. Oh yeah, going for a holiday together. And then you're with these, this bunch of people. Like, and then you start to develop feelings for each other through doing normal dates. Like, going on dates. You know, like normal ski dates. Things, yeah, yeah going uh, yeah, like, go for tie-dye. Sounds like a, I like it lah. No, I think you like that element of like, it's like, wow, there's this intense thing where tonight you get to spend the night with somebody, you know? <laughs> different like, kind of show. That's not, uh, that's not life. Uh, that's not a reflection of life. I
0: watch it not to see it as a reflection of life. Imagine I go poop in with my wife or something. Uh,
1: no, exactly, no. Exactly, It's yeah. a different kind of show. You, that's, what you, that's what you want from those dating shows, uh, right? The, the element of, oh, tonight you who what? am I going to spend it? <laughs> who is he going to spend the night Just because you said that, I'm going to start watching <laughs> it this weekend. i want
0: to show you that I can appreciate yeah, first yeah, yeah. the first of dating shows.
1: So, Terrace House is... I, I see, like, of course, Terrace House to me is on the other end of the spectrum where it really just, I mean, so of, the of course it's some fake, like, but the, yeah. the mundaneness of life is part of the show. So, like, and then Singles Inferno is like really infernal, you know, hot people. And then, and then somewhere in between, there's Love Deadline, like, you I mean, know. It sounds great, Terrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so but the exactly. fact that it goes to Singapore, and there's some parts where they, they do very strange things in Singapore that I, I felt were quite funny. That's why I was like, okay, it's, it's quite worth watching. If you're a Singaporean eh? I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, definitely, definitely S T B had some part in the whole thing, like yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah.
0: That's cool kind of man. But uh, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So two show recommendations to watch. Yes. Uh hopefully you subscribe to at least one of them. Yeah. Uh but yeah. That's that's the end of the show today, yeah. man. Uh, New Year. Happy New Year. The Chinese New Year episode. La. The Chinese right. New Year episode. So, yeah. as we said before, if you enjoyed this podcast, it'd be great if you could share it. Uh, yeah. Follow us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you can. Uh, and if you want to work with us, where should
1: they email, Terrence? Contact at ministryoffunny.com.
0: Hell yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody.